With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Redestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you start at ExpressPros.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. There are some dream team tapes out there. Now, full disclosure, we have a podcast on iHeartRadio, and you can listen to our show. You can listen to Colin's show. Any of our Fox Sports Radio shows, we are, in fact, the same company. I know it's really it's confusing to my children. They're like, but I thought you're Fox. Like, we're iHeart, and we're Premier. Wait, what? Yes. I, I, does it really matter? The only thing that matters is we have the best content. Right? You, know, I got, you got Seacrest, you got Bones, you know, you got you got some of the other shows that are on premiere that maybe you like, maybe you don't like. The, the biggest names in audio are all right here. And our iHeartRadio, we have a podcast out now called the Dream Team Tapes. Now, Jack McCallum is a an award-winning author. He worked for Sports Illustrated. He wrote uh, national bestsellers. He joined me on my all-ball podcast, and he's the... He, he has these tapes and he, we created a several part series. How many parts do you know? I mean, the, uh, is it 10 parts as well? Not eight, eight part series. Well, how we got to eight, I don't know. I just know that Jack has an eight part series, which is available on your iHeartRadio app. If you want to download them. And it's never before heard conversations with Dream Team members 
during the 1992 Summer Olympics. What's come out of it, what's come out of it is Michael Jordan's on tape, his outright admission that he didn't want Isaiah on the dream team. Here is Jack McCallum. This is on my podcast discussing it. No matter what you heard, there was never much of a chance for Isaiah Thomas to make the dream team. For this reason mainly, Michael Jordan did not want him. I wrote that back in 1992 because a source close to the situation, no, not Jordan himself, told me that was the case. But Jordan's reaction to the question, did you keep Isaiah off the team, was either angry, no, dismissive, no Isaiah questions, please, or coy, hey, I didn't pick the team. So when I went to interview Jordan for the Dream Team book in 2011, I wondered how I would nudge the conversation over to Isaiah Thomas. But against all odds, Jordan went there himself, suddenly and without warning. And when they called me to ask me to play, Rob phone called me and said, Rob, I won't play with Isaiah Thomas on the team. He assured me, he said, you know what? Chuck them one, Isaiah. So Isaiah's not going to be a part of the team. If you didn't hear, he said, I don't want to play if Isaiah Thomas is on the team. Wow. Okay. But I heard something in there that's completely different than just the full frontal kind of uh, brazen statement. He plays, he's basically the opposite of Jimmy Chitwood, right? Do you guys remember Jimmy Chitwood? Jimmy Chitwood is the star player for, uh, for uh, what was the high school? Wow, why, am I, why am I blanking on the name of the high school in Hoosiers? Hickory High School, who doesn't play, and they're getting ready to fire the coach. And he walks in. He says, I got something to say. They'd already taken a vote as to if the coach stays, the coach goes. I think it's time for me to start playing ball. And everybody goes, yeah, about time we got rid of that guy. Right? And he's like, one more thing. Coach stays, I play. Coach goes, I go. Ultimate baller move. Jordan did the opposite. You want to have Isaiah Thomas? Fine. I ain't playing as Isaiah. But that's not the part I heard. The part I heard was Chuck Daly, head coach of the Pistons, head coach of the Dream Team. Chuck Daly won two championships with Isaiah Thomas as his point guard. Michael Jordan says he was told, hey, don't worry, Chuck doesn't want him either. Done. This is from my All Ball podcast. This is when I asked Jack, Jack McCallum, what role did Chuck play? Chuck Daly had certain guys he wanted. They began with Jordan. They went to Pippen because of his defense. They went to Chris Mullen because of his shooting. They went to David Robinson because of his center athleticism. So there was this group of guys that everybody wanted, probably Charles Barkley because of his, you know, he just was going to be unstoppable. Isaiah was not in that group of guys. So he never really had any traction. And part of the reason that Jordan has always been pissed off when it's been brought up was, okay, yeah, I said I didn't want him, but nobody else Right. Nobody else did. So here's the thing. Okay. Is it fair to say that Jordan wasn't even close to being honest during the last dance documentary in regards to why Isaiah Thomas wasn't on the dream team? Yes. Okay. On the other hand, if the true defense of it was not only did I not want him on the team, magic didn't want him. Bird didn't want him. And his own coach, Chuck Daly didn't want him. I think you end up doing far less harm 
in a calculating way if you're not fully forthcoming. Because he didn't wipe his hands of it, right? He didn't wash his hands of it. What I believe he said was, I was never asked about Isaiah Thomas, right? I think that's what he said in the documentary. I was never asked about Isaiah Thomas. Which, again, if we listen to the tapes, the tapes do say, don't say he was asked about it. He just said, volunteered, if Isaiah's playing, I ain't playing. And they said, don't worry, Chuck Daly doesn't want him on the team. All right, well, that's done. We move on. Mike, and look, maybe this is the Jordan defender in me, but it's also the reality. He didn't have anyone who was the rabbi in the room. He didn't have anyone sitting there and going like, hey, either Isaiah's on this team or I'm not playing. And it's interesting. It actually does circle back to what Michael Jordan said about his own way of winning. Winning has a price. Right? Wasn't that the quote? Winning has a price? Isn't that what Isaiah Thomas is feeling right now? That winning has a price? It does. It has a price. And the way in which the Pistons won, which was effective, which did intimidate many of the Bulls, which did kind of push around the league and they became the bad boys. Hey, they embraced it and they all, because of their success, those guys have had a lifetime uh, of success, right? Like, this is interesting. Isaiah Thomas didn't get to be on the dream team, but he did, in spite of the fact he had no a real background on it, get to run the Toronto Raptors from their infancy. He did, though he had no experience running a league, get to run the CBA. He did get another opportunity. He got the opportunity to be a head coach, even though he never coached before with the Indiana Pacers. He got another chance to run an operation with the, with the uh, New York Knicks. He was broadcasting the 1998 NBA Finals where Jordan hit that last shot. Like He has gotten a lifetime out of his incredible career. But winning has a price. And the way in which they won cost him friendships, relationships, and a chance of immortality to be on the most decorated, most celebrated American Olympic team in the history of the sport. Right? MJ knew it. Right? Like Michael Jordan knew it. He knew what it meant. He knew how it made people feel. He knew probably what it did to his personal life at times. Winning did have a cost. The, the price is not universal across the board. If you want to know why Isaiah is not on the dream team, it's not just Jordan, it's Chuck Daly. When Chuck Daly, who coached you, didn't say, hey, if Isaiah ain't playing, I ain't, I ain't coaching, then you know he didn't have his back. When Magic Johnson, who's supposedly his best friend, didn't, have, didn't go, to the, go to the mattresses for him, then you know he didn't have his back. Winning, as Michael Jordan said, has a price. For Isaiah Thomas, the price was the dream team. You know, for Michael Jordan, it was his privacy and at times relationships with his teammates. Winning has a price. It's just the payment is different for different people in different times. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat a slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two-liter. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game 
from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app. Then, pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use the code DUG. New customers can play 5 bucks and get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code DUG, only on DraftKings. Pick 6, the crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at picksix.draftkings.com slash promos. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. He's the one and only Reggie Bush. He's kind enough to call in and join us here on Fox Sports Radio. Reggie, how are you? I'm good, man. How you doing? Uh, great, dude. Great. Um, uh, okay, so let me just... Here's what America knows. America knows you did an interview with Playboy Magazine, and they talked yep. about paying players... And you mm-hmm. said, hey, and I'm like 
kind of paraphrasing here. Hey, there's some pitfalls to it, right? In terms of people who are who are around, like guys don't have financial literacy. They don't know yep. what to do with the money, and there's a, a very dangerous downside to it. I, I think one of the quotes was, "It's going to ruin some kids." Um, yeah. can, can you paint the full yeah. context to, because that's really what it's about. It's a conversation you were having with somebody interviewing you. Mm-hmm, D- give me the full mm-hmm. context of the conversation. Well, the context of the conversation was, you know, now that we've gotten past the first hurdle, right? The first hurdle was we got to allow college athletes to make money off their name in image and likeness because the universities are hamstringing a lot of people and a lot of families. Um, and it's unfortunate because, the universities that are making all the money off of these kids then go and invest that money, right? And they are able to invest that money into various things like the stock market and all these other different things that, you know, from their, from their endowment funds or, or, or wherever, you know, they, they put this money to this fund, right? And, and so the universities are investing and in, in, in using that money that they're making off the kids, right? And so now I think this should be the same opportunities for kids as well. They should have the financial literacy to be able to go out and to invest their money for passive income, right? Not just going out and buying things, right, like shoes and cars and clothes and teach them financial, true financial literacy, right? It's not just about business, but it's about also understanding how, understanding how to save money through taxes, right? We could spend three, four hours on just that, right? Um, understanding the difference between a liability and an asset, um, those are things that 18-year-old kids don't think about, right? Or 19-year-old kids don't think about, Correct. but they're in the belly of the beast, right? And the belly of the beast is this college, this big college program where there's lots of money that's being made off of these kids. And there's lots of business that's happening, right? And it's all because of the athletes, right? And so I'm saying, give those athletes those same opportunities, right? Yeah. You're already using the money you're making off of them. Give them the same opportunities that you have to invest your money into the market and to make money off of that and make their money make money. I, I Listen, I agree that there are financial pitfalls. I totally agree with you in terms of what college is teaching. I do think that yeah. a, lot of, a lot of colleges are morphing and evolving and it's not as cut and dry as it was when you and I were in school in regards to, you know, like, but there is a need. I mean, there's always been a a talk of a pre-professional sort of degree, right? Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, or even, you know, some schools, when I went to to Notre Dame my freshman year, they have freshman studies. I, I, instead of Mm -hmm. taking biochem my freshman year, which is of no use to me at all, (laughs) me and everybody else in that classroom, we should have been taking like, like financial literacy. Like yep. you buy a house. I didn't know. Like yep. I had to buy a house in order to learn how to buy a house. Like I shouldn't be doing exactly. that. Like, exactly. Life insurance. The difference in life insurance. Like do you, do you know what, what term life is and whole life and how you can use mm-hmm. it as investment? Nobody knows these things until unless you have money or you have yeah. a parent who's that financially educated, right? Um, yeah. and, exactly. and what happens with a lot of these guys is, and I think this is the part you were getting to. They're just like, look, I'm just a kid. I'm a football player. You know, yep. or I'm a basketball player. I'm just going to trust this adult because exactly right. And you got no idea what they're going to do with it. Exactly, a hundred percent. You hit it right on the head. The other thing I want to go back to that you said is that the the kids who you know who are financially literate are yep. the ones who their parents yeah. were financially literate, sure. right? But from ninety nine percent of these kids, right, that go to these colleges and they get these scholarships. Yep. 
most of them come from nothing, which means that their parents come from nothing and they don't have the financial literacy to help their kids out, right? Because they didn't do it, right? Like for me, I didn't have another superstar in my family, right? I didn't have somebody else to show me how to be a superstar. I didn't have somebody else to show me how to use millions of dollars the right way. I had to learn it on the fly. Yeah. And do you know how dangerous no, that it's, is? No, it's, it's really... Uh, right, uh, right, and and you don't you don't ask questions, right? Somebody wants yeah. to give you something, you don't you don't ask questions. Look, I had two parents who had combined three degrees, and I wasn't really financially literate, but I do what you know. <laughs> and they went to college, and and I knew I knew some of it, but but not 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 a ton of it. But yeah, yeah. it's a. I remember Mike Tyson said like you you want you want something really dangerous? Give a nineteen year old. That's when he won the heavyweight championship. Give a nineteen year old millions of dollars, and exactly. nobody nobody looking out for him. You know, exactly. It's really okay. So. Um, I, I just full disclosure, I'm not a pay the players guy, be, um, among the other reasons, because of it, just because uh, I, I just I think that the value there is a value in education. Right. And you pointed yep. out and I agree with this. There's such a high percentage of kids of the first ones in their family to go to college that you do get something out of it. Now, what I think colleges should do, like you said, is make them financially literate. But I also think that if, if this is a way in which players will stay in school longer and finish out and become a finished product, I, I think that I think colleges are doing a better job of fulfilling the true ideals of what it's about. Is that fair? Okay. Uh, uh, go ahead. If you disagree, a little bit, a little bit. Let me let me let me let me back you up on one thing, right? Because you alluded to the education and how you're getting something for that education, right? And the thing that school teaches you school teaches you how to be an employee school does not teach you how to be a boss or a ceo right you go to school you get an education you go get a job you make an honest living you get a house nice house and you drive a decent car right but school but i didn't learn how to be a ceo or a boss or you know run my own company through school i learned those fundamentals from football right And, and and for most people Right, like for for you, for example, right? How much do you remember from what you learned in your biochemistry class? Nothing, but I, but I, I agree with you in basketball, but, like right, like you. I play, okay, play basketball. So me, me, I learned everything I needed to know. Let me ask. Okay, that was my next question. How much do you remember, and how much more did you take away from basketball? A lot. I will. I'll say. I'll say this. Okay, so I was a mar- when I went to Oklahoma State as a marketing major, and I did mm-hmm. learn a ton from marketing you know it, it was okay. I, I i took for me what i thought was the perfect major in that mm-hmm. it was all it was all oral presentations right case studies so you'd, you you learned why new coke failed why the chevy yep. nova failed you know things yep. like this so i actually do remember a lot i agree with you like i can tell you every play every set everything that happened in every basketball exactly. because that's our that's your passion well, why is that why is that because it's your passion that's what you're passionate about okay because you know what school can't teach you your passion School gives you the tools to sharpen for your passion, but school is not going to give you your passion. That passion has to come from within, right? And so I'm not saying that education isn't worth anything. All I'm saying is right now in the middle of a pandemic with 30-plus million people who just filed for, for unemployment, how much is that education helping them right now? How much is that college degree or whatever? You want the real answer? Okay, so yeah. if you're a USC guy, which you are, and you mm-hmm. lose your job, 
your network okay. of SC alums is who's going to get you that job. And it, I, yeah, this, but it's about who you know. Yeah, but that's and what that, college those, is. Those resources, but those that's resources what, aren't available to everybody. Yes, it is. Just because you don't you think, think like, USC. look, Reggie, if you didn't have the, the job at Fox, you don't think every mm-hmm. USC alum is going to is going to want to like, oh, Reggie Bush is, wants to be a wants to do medical sales. Get him, get him today. No, because they no. sit you down with a doctor and they're like, let me give you a perfect example. Let me give you a perfect example, Doug. I tried to join Bel Air Country Club. I'm uh, not Bel Air. Um, uh, 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 what is it? Brentwood. Brentwood Country Club. Brentwood I, Country I, Club. I, I can get you in that if you want. I don't belong. I do know a member who would get you. I was going to join Brent, Brentwood Country Club. They don't serve your kind. What's going on? Hold on. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to just give you an example. All right. I had opportunity. I wanted to join. The head guy wanted me there. All right. Now, you got to go through this process where lots of people have to make a decision whether they want you in the club or not. There are USC people there. I got denied, right? So what I'm saying is that just because you went somewhere, just because you went to this school, doesn't mean you're going to get all these resources right now. They are, at, they, are, they are there for you. But I'm telling you, I have a bunch of USC teammates right now that ain't doing nothing. That ain't doing nothing I, at all. I, I, I got it. I, I, I'm gonna, but I think USC does more for you than most schools. I, I just do. I think. I'm not you, like, USC look, that's why I went to Notre Dame, and and I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah no, look, can do stuff yeah. for you. But why they keep you out of Brentwood? Saying, hey, get get Brentwood Country Club on the phone. Like now, you got to be like, no, uh, I don't uh, care about. The, I'm just, the, I'm I, using that I, as an I example. Underst- as I understand. You're I, saying I, just because of who I am that I automatically have this access, or just because of where I went, I yeah. automatically have all this access, and that's not necessarily true. I, I, I understand, but I think that's. I do think there's other parts of college that. That that do teach you right. You you learn about budgeting yeah. your money with whatever your scholarship check is. If you get some from home, if you don't, if you get a Pell, if you don't, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. You learn about right. your, your time managing your time, and then you learn about kind of socially managing relationships. And I I think it's of value. Do I do I think it's the end all be all? No, but I do believe you're better off going there, especially yeah, when no one I, else I in your family went there. Like I'm not saying that not going to. I'm not saying that going to college is a waste of time. Going to college is not a waste of time right but college is not going to teach you your passion that's all i'm saying is that for how many times do we hear about people who go to college for certain things like you said biochemistry and what are you doing with it now nothing i went my my freshman year in college i went to school i was a pre-med major and then i realized that was too much pressure for me to handle while playing football so i had to make a switch so all i'm saying is is just that you can't. You can't just. You can't say just because somebody went to a school that they're automatically guaranteed no this success. No, or they're guaranteed these resources. No, you got to put out the work in for those resources. And I know a ton of players who went to colleges who are broke right now and doing nothing and and, and miserable and you know all these things. You know what I mean? Yes, and they have an education. Y- yes, they have but education. here's here's the here's the, here's the counter to it. Okay. The, the the team you played on, the teams you played on that nearly won back-to-back-to-back national championships, right? Yeah. I can yeah. almost guarantee, and I don't know this for a fact, but I, I have a pretty good sense that those guys, if they go in to interview for a job and you write down on your resume, USC, football, and the years in which those years, mm-hmm. they're going to have a better shot, especially if it's an SC guy, than anybody else because you're, you're like, being very specific to a team in a year. Not I'm just I'm just using his I'm using his I'm using his example and the, okay. the example okay. is like SC dudes hire SC dudes within reason, right? Yes. And yes. and 
and look, and that's it's it's actually one of the problems we see with the Rooney Rule, right? People hire people they know or they think they yeah, have a relationship based on who you know. Correct, and I do think that the 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 thing that we don't discuss enough, and you and I have, I'm not saying you and I, we, I'm saying the whole rest of the world. We all yep. discuss college and the pitfalls of uh, the, the, the the trappings of college, the wrong things to yep. college, the, the thing that college provides you among anything else. And I never forget, my, my freshman year at Notre Dame, I got to be in this one class. There's one class taught by the president of the university. At the time, it was Monk Malloy. There's 12 mm-hmm. advisors. They recommend one person. Somehow, I got in this class. And the president pulled me aside. And he said, you got to get to know these people. I was like, why? It's like, those people are going to be running Fortune 500 companies for the next mm-hmm. 30 years. We pick the best and the brightest and we put them all in a room. And like, that's kind of what that campus is about. They want to push you. And you, if you make friends, those are the friends that run companies. And I think SC's yeah. similar in that way, obviously different and similar. But again, I never went to one of those classes. I didn't get that class. I, Maybe you had that in order. Why'd you do pre med? What the hell you want to do pre med for? Do you know how long it takes I, to be a doctor? College, when I came out of high school, I wanted to study medicine. I wanted to I wanted to study in that field. That was something that was very interesting to me, and that was something that I did all the way up until I graduated from high school. But then when I got to college, you're like, man, it, it, no, it, I couldn't thank juggle you. it with I football. I got and you. Even though I still wanted to do it. I couldn't juggle it because football is a full-time job. I, and I, then going to school is a full-time job. And then try to provide for your family is a full-time job. Hey, you know what you should do? You should get on one of those doctor shows, like right? Like a, the next What's Grey's that? Anatomy? Like the next Grey's Anatomy, right? Where uh-huh. you get to do all your doctor stuff and talk like a doctor and act like a doctor, <laughs> but you don't actually have to go to medical school. You just got to memorize right, right, the right. lines, right? None of the, none of the, none of the debt from college. You don't have to be a resident yeah. and work 80 hours a week and not sleep. That's what it is. Yep. Get your agent on the phone as soon as you hang up. I'll find the guy at Brentwood who kept you out, and you get your agent on the phone and 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 get on the next get on the next Grey's Anatomy. Whatever the next Grey's Anatomy is, we want Reggie Bush to be a doctor, okay? Not a PA, okay? Not a nurse, okay? A doctor. Okay, there we go. Good catching up, Reg. All right, all right, all right brother. All right, it's Re- Reggie Bush, of course, uh, is a uh, college football analyst for Fox Sports and a great dude. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. 
They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Chris Mannix joins us from Sports Illustrated, NBA Insider. Um, all right, how close are we to having an announcement on what they're going to do? Well, I think the NBA would like to be able to announce something on Friday. Um, they have uh, a call scheduled with the general managers on Thursday. There's the Board of Governors uh, virtual meeting on Friday. And I think at that point, the league would like to have something to be able to submit to kind of put forward to, you know, move this thing um, in, a, in a forward direction. But the problem is, as we sit here and talk uh, on Tuesday, uh, there really isn't anything concrete yet. There are still ongoing discussions about how many teams are going to be involved in all this, how it's all going to work. Um, you know, will there be some kind of play in tournament at the end? It's, it's a very fluid process. I mean, I hear from different people, you know, every hour that that suggests something else is is on the table. So, you know, the the short answer is that they'd like to, you know, move this forward on Friday, but you know, it's going to take a lot of work to get there. Michelle Roberts said she wanted certainty. Players want certainty. What do they want certainty about? Well, I mean, I think there's a number of different things they want certainty about. They want to know if they're going to play. I mean, there are the bottom tier teams that, you know, some would like to play others, as we've heard golden state kind of say publicly, they're, they're good with kind of wrapping this thing up. Um, there are our teams and you heard Damian Lillard say what he said uh, to Yahoo earlier, you know, players want to know if they're coming back, is it going to be meaningful or are they just coming back to satisfy uh, television obligations? And that's a big part of this. I mean, I think if there weren't these, these obligations to regional networks that that the NBA either has to fulfill now or deal with down the line, 
we'd probably be closer to a 16-team playoff and just go from there. But, you know, I don't think players want to come back just to, you know, be part of this whole process of satisfying uh, financial commitments. So, I mean, that and, of course, there's the certainty of, of the safety protocols, which in and of themselves, Doug, I, I don't think have been fully fleshed out. Yeah, look, the Damian Lillard thing. So for people who are just joining us, Damian Lillard said, look, we don't have a chance to play in the playoffs. I'm, I'm not going to play. Um, which is interesting because I've talked to a lot of NBA people like, man, that would suck if they let the let the the Trailblazers have a shot because now they're healthy. They're three and a half games out, whereas Memphis had, had played better for them for, for the season. How, what do you think they end up doing with the playoff teams? They go just playoff teams or do they go playing? You know, it's, uh, there's a difference of opinion on both sides. I wish I could be more specific with this, but, but there's every person I talk to offers a different assessment of, of what they're hearing and what Adam Silver is going to do. Now, there, there is, there's a strong push amongst a lot of people to at least give those Western Conference teams a chance, to find a way to give Sacramento, Portland, and New Orleans a chance to get in. All those teams are three games back of that final spot in the Western Conference, and if you come back for five or ten games, at least you give them a mathematical chance to, to do it. So there's some momentum to only having those teams brought back in the mix, teams with some kind of mathematical chance to, to make a run at this uh, pushed back into the mix. But to your point, Portland could be a different team. I mean, right now the 76ers are going to be a different team. Utah is a different team because Bojan Bogdanovic is done for the year. I mean, there's just a lot of, of, of different unknowns with all this and variables that, you know, I, if I had to, and this is just guessing at this point, Doug, I'd, honestly, like if I had to guess, at some point the NBA's going to throw up its hands and say, look, we're sorry, we'll deal with the regional network stuff later, we'll deal with the teams that might be pissed off later, we're going 16 teams into the playoffs, we're going to preserve each round best of seven to try to give us a, a legitimate champion, and, and that's what we're going to settle on. How do they do the exhibition games? How do they do the ramp-up games? You can't go zero to 100. No, you can't. And, you know, there's been some talk about doing just scrimmages, you know, inter-squad scrimmages between teams, um, you know, extended training camps, extended practices, and maybe, you know, if you do bring, certainly if you bring all 30 teams back, you can have, you know, five to ten regular season games. But you're right, that's, that's legitimate concern. You can't just go from a training camp where guys are quite literally shaking off the rust. And when you think about it, there's going to be a, as much time as going to pass between the start of this pandemic and when the league comes back to roughly the end of the finals in mid-June for when the league would start in mid-October. And in between the normal set of circumstances, you have players working out every day. They've got their personal trainers, they're in gyms, they're, they're improving their game, they're improving their bodies. For the most part, these guys are doing nothing. And you know, a handful of them are able to work. Mike Conley's got a home gym that looks like my high school. But like the rest of them are doing you know, basically what you and I might be doing on a regular basis. So they've got to, they do have to find a way to bridge that gap between, you know, going through the motions in training camp and dropping players into the most competitive atmosphere there is. Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated, uh, NBA Insider, joining us. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. How important is it for LeBron to win this one? I don't know. I mean, uh, this, and I wrote about this a little bit today. I mean, for all the reasons we just kind of spoke of, you know, the difference in teams and how, this really isn't a continuation of, of a season, but an entirely new thing. There's going to be a, a large amount of people that view this season as an asterisk season anyway. And, and God knows if LeBron wins it, we're going to be discussing this 
you know, ad nauseum till the end of time. Like, especially if he wins like one or two more and encroaches on that Jordan Kobe territory. And then it becomes just a, a cluster bleep of discussion about, you know, all this stuff. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it certainly would be significant. And you can argue that LeBron winning a championship in this type of environment is an incredible accomplishment, one of his most incredible accomplishments of all time. But there are going to be a loud chorus of people that say, look, it, it shouldn't count. The NBA season wasn't what it was. Um, and, and God forbid somebody tests positive that's a major player in the postseason that shakes things up. It, it just, I don't know that it moves the needle for him all that much. Okay, so if, if a guy does test positive, like, okay, you, you, you deal with it, right? Like, you don't shut it down if one guy tests positive, do you? No, and you know, Silver's made it clear, and he's right, that there's no point in coming back if, you, uh, if that's the, the only solution to all this. I don't, though, think that there's a solution that's been agreed upon by the union and the league yet as far as what to do. I mean, I think the NBA, from, from the people I talked to, would probably model their protocols after what UFC allegedly did. You know, God knows what they actually did, but what they said they did which is just pull the fighter out, quarantine him in a hotel, and go on with the event. Now, the NBA will have to take more precautions. They have to test more people and you know, make sure that player X didn't infect everybody, particularly some of the you know, older members of coaching staffs, which really has some people in the NBA uh, concerned. But you know, they might take a two- to three-day break to get the testing out of the way, but they're not going to shut it down. They will find a way to move forward that allows as minimal disruption as possible. Chris Mannix joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, okay, so the Warriors um, the Warriors clearly don't want to play, probably won't play, and they'll be in prime position to get the number one overall pick, and they're going to get you know both of their stars back next year, one of whom, Steph Curry, had already come back and played. Best guess, is their plan to use that first pick, or they are they going to try and package it with Wiggins and and make a, another bold move? I think they'd like to package it. Um, and, and look, being honest, I haven't checked in with anyone there sure. in the last few months as this is, this is kind of played out. But my sense all along was that they'd like to package it and, and get a player that fits the timeline better. Now, it was curious, and I've said, written this before, it was very curious that they moved Russell when they did. Because I, I've always felt that no matter what you think about D'Angelo Russell, I, I thought he was a better option to package than Andrew Wiggins is. Unless, I mean, look, if, if they had the last month or so to be able to rehabilitate Wiggins some and you know show that he was a better player outside of Minnesota than he was inside, then okay. But I don't know what the market is for Wiggins at this point, not with that contract and the inefficiency and the obvious inability to be a number one guy. I, I just think, look, I think they'll try to move it, and, then, and who knows who's going to be available when, when the dust settles on all this. But I just thought they missed an opportunity by getting rid of Russell because Russell in that pick, to me, had much more value than Wiggins in that pick. Yes, I think Wiggins is about fit. I think they want to keep Wiggins. I, th- I think he's about fit because they know he's great. As a, as a third-best player, he's great. As a best or second-best player, he's not. And you need a guy that embraces that role. He does make, he does make uh, a lot a lot of money, you know. I don't know how you. I don't know how you move that pick, though, Doug. Like it's just financially, it's hard. Like if you can't package it with another player, and you're not if you're not going to move off one of your core guys, like I don't. It's just hard to find a player that that fits that that salary structure, unless you're getting a guy that a team wants to give up on that's still on a rookie deal. It's a very good point. It's a very interesting point. Chris Mannix, our guest in the Doug Gottlieb Show on. 
Fox Sports Radio. The Dream Team tapes tapes are out, and now mm-hmm. there's tape of Michael Jordan saying, "I, you know, Rod, I told Rod Thorne I wasn't going to play if Isaiah Thomas plays." Take, here, here, actually, take a listen. This is Jack McCollum in the and uh, McCallum in the the Dream Team tapes. No matter what you heard, there was never much of a chance for Isaiah Thomas to make the Dream Team for this reason mainly. Michael Jordan did not want him. I wrote that back in 1992 because a source close to the situation, no, not Jordan himself, told me that was the case. But Jordan's reaction to the question, did you keep Isaiah off the team, was either angry, no, dismissive, no Isaiah questions, please, or coy, hey, I didn't pick the team. So when I went to interview Jordan for the Dream Team book in 2011, I wondered how I would nudge the conversation over to Isaiah Thomas. But against all odds, Jordan went there himself, suddenly and without warning. And when they called me to ask me to play, Rob Thorne called me and said, Rob, I won't play with Isaiah Thomas on the team. He assured me, he said, you know what? Chuck that one, Isaiah. So Isaiah's not going to be a part of the team. If you didn't hear, he said, I don't want to play if Isaiah Thomas is on the team. Doesn't that... I mean, to me, the, the the bombshell is that his own coach, Chuck Daly, didn't want him on the team. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've talked to Jack McCallum a lot in the last couple of weeks about this specific topic because I've been writing a little bit about it, and he's been helping me along. And, you know, I mean, there's two ways to look at this. One, why is Jordan just brazenly lying on this documentary when he knows this audio is probably out there? And even if it wasn't, he's got a pretty credible writer in Jack McCallum saying that he did in the book, and and obviously writing it in the 90s. I think the, the, bigger, the bigger story is certainly a combination of Chuck Daly and Jack McCloskey, who was you know, the general manager of the Pistons at the time, and allegedly this heavily influential member of the USA Basketball uh, operational staff. If the head coach of the team um, isn't going to the mat forum, and the general manager of the team isn't going to the mat forum, and I've talked to a number of people, I obviously wasn't covering it back then, but I've talked to a number of people that were around it back then, um, neither one of those guys went to the map for Isaiah Thomas. And you're right. Like Michael Jordan saying, I'm not going to play without Isaiah is, you know, almost to be, with, with Isaiah is almost to be expected. If Chuck Daly, the head coach, and Jack McCloskey, this influential member and his general manager, are not going, you know, hard after him, uh, that to me is a, is a bigger statement. Yeah. And then you have Magic, who was his best friend, and they had, they had a falling Allegedly, out as well. Yeah, they, yeah. Well, and they had, a, they had a falling out as well at, at that point in time. So you got. You got all of these issues as of why he was really, uh, really, really uh, not on the team. Still fascinating to look back, nonetheless. Do you think that it, it? I mean, a lot of people have said this becomes it's not really a documentary. How do you view it now that we've had kind of a week to catch our breath? I mean, it's it's entertainment. I mean, I had, I had one journal, and look, I'm not knocking it. I thought the director did a fantastic job of storytelling. I mean, it's it's great. I was riveted by it for for ten hours. But I had one general manager tell me it was like a movie. You had, you know, a hero in Michael Jordan, a villain in Jerry Krause, and you know, other pieces in between. And I think I thought the depiction of Krause was just wrong. I mean, I think there's, you know, and you know this, like, but there's there's a generation of kids that are 18 to 30 that you know probably watched that for the first time and didn't know much about Jerry Krause because he disappeared after the Bulls and thought that Krause was something of a caretaker. He wasn't. I mean. He had one of the best drafts in NBA history that came away with Pippen and Horace Grant. He made the Bill Cartwright trade. He ultimately pulled the trigger on Dennis Rodman. I mean, go down the list. I mean, the guy had some whiffs for sure. And certainly, if he had just shut up, you know, a little bit more, his his perception would have been a lot better. But 
I mean, the guy was a Hall of Fame general manager for a reason, and, and the depiction of him is kind of this, you know, just you know, fumbling, bumbling, you know, buffoon that that Jordan, you know, mocked on a regular basis. I thought was was pretty bad. Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated. Follow him on social media as well. Mannix, you're the best, man. Hope you're well. Thanks so much. You, you got it, Doug. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.